New York Artists Collective. And welcome to the New York Artists Collective podcast. This next one's about. This is the podcast where we interview an artist to discuss the creative songwriting process behind one of their songs. I am your host, Stephanie Manns, singer-songwriter and one of the New York Artists Collective producers. And today's guest is DC-based singer-songwriter and folk troubadour, Eli Lev. Eli Lev, welcome back to the show. Thanks. I'm glad to be back. I can't believe you invited me back again. That's amazing. Well, you know, when I said come and do a show I wasn't kidding um, yeah. you are the, our first repeat but I'm more than delighted to have you back and and in the interim wow. period of doing our first interview and this one I met you in DC yeah that was very cool no so it's, it's so lovely to have you back on the show and I'm so excited that we get to um to host you and you're coming down to do a show sorry coming down coming up mm-hmm. my geography's terrible you're coming up from DC to do a show with us on March 23rd yes Rockwood Music Hall yeah Rockwood you play Rockwood quite a bit right so I've played stage one a few times but never stage three I think that's for like the big boys and girls I'm not, <laughs> or maybe it's not I don't know maybe it just has a higher number I'm not sure but um I'm excited about being in that room yes are I you am hungry hungry thank you for asking <laughs> <laughs> um for the benefit of you listening at home um i have a little dog who's sitting on my lap right now and uh oh, he's, a, he's a grumpy old man perfect. and he just likes to, to tell everyone that he's there <laughs> so i usually edit him out of my podcast no keep him keep him in on this one what's his name shorty shorty all right so yeah. we've got a podcast with shorty tonight that's cool anyway so uh, let's not <laughs> we're digressing about my dog um so we're here to talk about you the show and uh, obviously a song that you wrote so let's let's get into that sure so um we're here to talk about see the world which is a wonderful title mm. it sounds very yeah. it sounds like the world is your oyster you're heading out to, to see it and of course you you did recently i did yeah that's actually one of my oldest songs that i have just kind of had it just took a while to release, so it's on Way Out West, and um, it's got a little bit of a, a double-sided double-sided meaning to it. Because on one hand, it's like, I would love to see the world with you, but on the other hand, it's like, that person isn't there at that moment to see the world with me. So um, so yeah, it's got a kind of a nice kind of double meaning going on, but it's, um, it's a beautiful tune. I love playing it live. As in, it's sort of a bit bittersweet because that person, you know, you're out seeing the world and that person can't be with you because, you know. Yes. Yes, it is bittersweet. Um, but it's kind of one of those things where you're just, you know, you're on a travel and you're in a train or you're at a beautiful space and you're like, you know, geez, I wish I could, you know, I wish you could be here with me right now to uh, to experience this. But um, yeah, it's a pretty little song. I do find travel is such a, it's, it, I, I personally enjoy it most when I'm sharing it with somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, I think mm-hmm. I get caught up too much in my own anxiety <laughs> if I'm if I'm traveling solo. Yeah, I mean, it's a give and take. Like you travel solo, you get to meet new people more, but it's not always, you know, so pleasant <laughs> all the time when you're just alone trying to like find your way. So you were telling me that, um, in fact, when I saw you in December, you were telling me that you were off to Europe. You were taking a trip and you were you were gigging and, and traveling around. So tell me a bit more about that. Where did you go? What did you see? Where did you play? Sure. Yeah, I um, flew into um, Barcelona and um, played um, at a place called Craft Barcelona. It was a really kind of cool cave spot like underneath um, a neighborhood, um, Gracia. It was really, really nice. Um, and that was really cool. I met with the music community there. It's like, you know, every town, every place has their own 
music community. You know, it's almost like a little bit of a family. So this is my first time really connecting with that family in Barcelona, and it was it was great. A lot of a lot of good folks there. Have you ever been out to um, Barcelona? I have not. It's massive. Um, it's delicious. Lots of good food, and there's lots of just different types of music. Like I saw a lot of um, you know, stringed instruments. There's some like you know, big band stuff. There's you know, rock. There's punk. There's obviously the electronic music scene over there. So it was great to be back in that city. And then I went up to Andorra for a week and a half. So yeah, that was really nice too. So do you find that travel inspires you to write? You know, when you when you go traveling, do you jot a lot of ideas down? Do you finish songs or do you come back and reflect on things and then and then write? Well, I mean, you know, sometimes I'm not sure if this happens to you, but you get like an inspiration mm-hmm. when you're traveling. You know what I mean? Or you get an idea or you get a feeling and maybe you don't write it down exactly at that moment when you're sitting on a bus with 50 other people. But, um, you know, you start thinking about it and it starts like circling it around in your consciousness. And then when I get somewhere where I can, you know, play the guitar, then um, it usually comes out. So, um, yeah, traveling is definitely a big source of inspiration. I mean, you listen to probably like 80 percent of my songs are about moving, (laughs) (laughs) moving around the world in some way or the other. Um, so, so this song that you wrote, I mean, how did you come to write that exactly? Had you been traveling and then you, you sat down and, and reflected? Yeah. So See the World came about probably when I was on my um, my first trip after I finished um, uh, teaching um, in Arizona. And I went to Europe and Morocco and Israel and New Zealand and Australia. And, um, you know... At that time, there wasn't necessarily somebody specific that I had in mind. It was almost like every kind of relationship that I had up until that moment, like coalesced into this one kind of like idea of a person. And I was like, it would be nice if I could bring somebody along and um, share this big journey with. Um, So that just kind of became, you know, a song, whether it's romantic, whether it's like bringing a friend or whether it's your family member or whether it's like, you know, a son or a daughter or like a grandparent, you know, all of that's a possibility because it's talking about, you know, just two people who are separated and and going along together. And this was the first time you decided to release it. Yeah. So I um, recorded it back when I recorded All Roads East and then um, I released the second album Way Out West, you know, a year later. Yeah, it was finally able Mm -hmm. To come out then and then i've got a reimagination version of this song coming out this year as a different single all right so we'll tell you what, how about too. we take a listen yeah. just now great well, i'm on a train I'm going to chicago your big brown eyes staring out the window looking out on this big blue sky looking out on this big blue sky well I'm on that plane You see up there Well I got you a ticket And all that goes with it So come on let's fly Oh I'd love to see the world with 
But it just ain't the same In sunshine or rain I'd love to see them work with you Oh, I'd love to see the world As you move in the hollows of my mind Only the stars know where we'll go Why don't you come with me this time I've been walking these streets In cities and in see the world um again i love that track are you going to play it at rockwood music hall on march 23rd i guess i should now huh give the people what they want (laughs) then yes (laughs) so you said you've got more music coming out this year you released something just in december you released something the year before so you're kind of on a roll right now i guess so yeah i've got like four singles planned coming out this year that are just kind of like ready to rock so that feels good it's like the next eight or ten months there's going to be new music coming out so i'm really excited about that i'm working with a new distributor creative entertainment network and they've been great they're distributing the music through um the orchard it's been awesome having a um having someone in in my corner helping me through that distribution process and i'm really excited about the singles like two of them are going to be remixes of um songs and then two are going to be reimaginations um mm-hmm. of two songs as well so it's almost like like different versions of songs that are already out which will be cool oh great i was kind of about to ask you in what way they're reimaginations or what what caused you to to, to come up with that you know i actually i interviewed somebody who um who remastered a couple of his albums which was an interesting idea yeah um, and i think you know to the sort of the general public it's like why would you remaster it i don't know if i hear the difference but i think for a musician you would hear the difference so so you know in terms of yeah. reimagining it 
What, yeah. what was going through your head there? Well, this is interesting because the remixes are kind of like the original versions of the songs before they were um, kind of remixed and remastered by a producer. Daniel Scott works out of um, Seconds After Productions in um, New Jersey, and uh, he kind mm -hmm. of remixed and reimagined a few of the tunes. So I wanted to make sure that those versions got out there as well. Um, and they're beautiful. It's almost like a completely different feel to the tunes, which is really cool. I mean, that's folk music, right? Reinterpretation, movement and reevaluation of, of sonic textures and stuff. So it's, it's really exciting for me to release two kind of cousins of one of one song. I think it's interesting in terms of, you know, what you were saying about that's what folk music is. Um, I certainly find that when you are covering something, you look at it slightly differently. And I think if you're able to do that with your own stuff, sure. I think that's far harder when you're doing a cover of somebody else's. Yes. You will naturally, you know, you ha naturally have your own style that you kind of apply over the top of it. It's far easier, I think, to, to put your own slant on someone else's stuff. But to, to redo it yourself, I think is far harder. Yeah. I mean, it, it takes a lot of trust, you know, like whether it's you give your song to a DJ or to a producer or you know a mixer like you have to kind of step back as a creative and be like I've done what I can this is my ideas like you know you you take it the rest of the way and when can we expect to hear that so the first of those um they're called remixes uh the first two remixes blue house remixes are coming out um April and then June so um hey shorty I will edit him out quite heavily <laughs> it's fine <laughs> fine um so yeah so the first two singles will come out in april and then in june and then the reimaginations are coming out in you know september and november you know i think we had quite a, a i i really enjoyed the chat that we had um in dc um over brunch um very hipster of us to have brunch but uh, it was so hipster of us that's so dc that's like what you do in dc you come down yeah. you have brunch you sit at a bar or a small table in the corner somewhere that's, that's and enjoy what yourself. are all about <laughs> i digress um so exactly. we had brunch and we were chatting about many many things i really enjoyed it and it was very much kind of two musicians kind of connecting yeah. and and yeah. you know sharing stories and struggles and you know the highs and the lows and everything i love the positivity that you bring to your music and to your career having gone full-time at it and i loved how open you were on the last podcast that you know mm -hmm. talking about how difficult it is to be a musician what are, what some of the, the challenges are and, and what some of the high points are maybe we didn't cover i think was what life is like at a personal level and i think we maybe touched on that you know when we chatted in person having gone full-time and, and mm. doing some you know like you don't always do your own original gigs you know you'll do some cover gigs because you know we all need to pay the bills so what is life like for you the more kind of progress i make the more um rejections and bigger the disappointments <laughs> So I know I, it's like it's important to keep a positive outlook and I, and I definitely do that. But I'm sending out emails every day, you know, asking for things, whether that's like a show or, you know, can I open for this person or, you know, are, would you, do you want to work with me on this? And however many times someone says yes and we'd love to have you, there's obviously, you know, those times where it's like, no, you know, what I mean, you're not the right fit for our venue or our festival or our booking agency. And that happens every day. So lately, I have been accepting that reality of the business, kind of embracing it and just like getting a little bit of a, a swagger every time that that happens. <laughs> you know, like every time, every time there's an email, every time like something like a door closes, it's like, 
I have to like kind of add that to my swagger. Like, well, it's like, okay, that might not be the right moment now, but that's just the next step. In January, I won like the first thing ever in my life, which is like the second grand prize in this uh, Mid-Atlantic Song Contest here in DC. I saw that. Congratulations. Thank you. Out of 2,000 songs, um, the song Chasing Daylight got second place. And that was amazing. And it's a huge high. You know what I mean? It's like, ah, I can conquer the world. And, you know, then the next day, you know, you get like, you know, four or five emails saying that like, you know, your songs, you know, aren't working for whatever it is. Right. So, you know, that's definitely a part of it. And I've just been learning to embrace that as part of the whole, you know, whole shtick and um, kind of move on with it. That's been a big lesson that I've been learning lately. Do you think Joe Schmo? No, I don't know why I said Joe Schmo. <laughs> you know, Joe, you know, Joe, Joe, Bob, oh, Joe Schmo. Oh, I know Joe. Do you, think, <laughs> do you think Joe Schmo um, thinks that it's all super easy? I mean, what, what do you think is the, the, the reg, you know, general perception that you come across as someone who comes to your gigs? Well, well, think about it. Like every artist, you know, that you see every musician, you know, we've got our like social media and it's like, Oh, look at me in this show and I'm smiling and we sold it out and it's great. And I can't wait for this show. And and all that stuff and lots of positive and every once in a while you'll see musicians get real and talk about you know like the struggles whether it's mental health whether it's um you know the monetary struggles or whether it's like you know feeling you know that no one's listening to them every once in a while you'll see that but usually you know we're presenting a, a facade of like you know everything's positive and everything we're presenting a brand right. a brand exactly yeah and that's part of it but you know, I definitely want to be real with people, um, kind of let them know like the inside scoop and like, you know, the inside scoop is that, you know, I've obviously never hustled and worked this hard in my entire life for anything because now I'm my own boss um, and I'm a very tough boss, which uh, turns out to be. Um, so, <laughs> so On yourself. Yes, exactly. Exactly. On myself. I'm a very tough boss myself. So it's definitely part of it, but I don't think it necessarily has to be something that we um, shield from our communities. Um, I think it can be a source of strength and um, and a source of just kind of like you know, growing closer to um to the people who love your music and support you of being honest and being open about, you know, those struggles and and uh what we go through every day as a as a creative mm -hmm. mind in a in a not necessarily conducive world to that. So I mean we are sensitive souls. We are sort of the poets of our generation. Hmm. Um and I think it's important to talk about these kind of things, you know, and, and I, I almost feel like, I mean, this is probably just, you know, perception, but it does feel like almost every other week, um, you know, you hear about somebody who's, or you hear about an artist who's committed suicide, Oh yeah, mm -hmm. you know, because of the struggles of mental health and they don't know how to handle it. They maybe don't have the resources, yeah. you know, the struggle of, of being such a public person um, and having to deal with all of your stuff so mm -hmm. publicly. Mm -hmm. um, and that's when you're successful, you know, trying to get, you know, and when we're, you know, in that phase of, of trying to get to that point where people do, do know you, I think, you know, pe people are even less aware of what's going on. Right. And I think that like opening up about that can be important. Like Lady Gaga has been very um, open about her struggles with that. And I feel like that's, she's come away stronger from that, from um, being open about you know, her struggles and everything. And, you know, fame, it's not necessarily fame causes mental health. It just, it just, it's isolating. You know what I mean? So that can, um, you know, like, like exacerbate the issue, um, whatever issue is there. And, you know, it's something that, that I feel like that we as artists can come together 
for, like whether it's we create these communities like the New York Artists Collective or, you know, we connect with others in our profession. I think that's extremely important um, mm -hmm. and keeping, you know, um, friends and, and creatives close so that we can share those issues and so that we don't feel like we're on an island. Yeah, um, I think it can be really, really important. Um, but yeah. No, yeah. you make a great point. And there, you know, we're not part of a company. Um, mm -hmm. We don't have HR. Mm -hmm. you know we're kind of out there by ourselves um so and, and we need to support each other but mm -hmm. you know thank you you know we're, we're trying to definitely to trying to uh, build that community within our artists as well as the audience so yeah and you think about it like music has kind of been traditionally uh you know and everyone out for themselves kind of thing um which i don't think really can last anymore and i think collaboration and strength and building our communities is what we need to do you know, to like, you know, be proud of, of our art and our creation and, and build these communities for, for support for each other. So, um, yeah, no, I love what New York Artists Collective is doing, what y'all are doing over there. And, um, you know, in DC, we have something called the Nine Singer Songwriter Series where we come together and, you know, we, we sing our songs um, and like we, we support each other on stage and we collaborate and that's a big part of it. Um, so, yeah, I, I like that vibe and I think that's really important to keep. That's wonderful. I'm glad it, it exists elsewhere. Um, you mentioned Lady Gaga, and I, I think you're spot on there. I think she's um, really been speaking out about a lot of issues. But um, just, just turning it away from um, issues, I don't, I don't mean to get too deep. This is like getting real with Eli Lev. <laughs> yeah. um, I love it. It's great. Thinking about you and some of the artists that have inspired you for whatever reason, who comes to mind for you? So one singer-songwriter that I've connected with lately is... Um, is Ellis Paul. And um, I opened up for him at Jam and Java two times now. Um, and he's not like a massive name that you would necessarily know. He wrote a song that was in the ending credits of Me, Myself, and Irene. But um, the song is all throughout the movie and it kind of gets in your head. And if you heard it, you'd know what song it was. Um, but he's been doing this for a long time and just watching him on stage and, and listening to his songwriting and and listening to him tell stories and totally captivate the audience from beginning to the end of the show was a really amazing thing to see. So um, I have digressed many, many times, um, but I will say I'm very much looking forward to you performing with the NYAC, Phil Pickens and Trey yes. Lamb on the same bill, Rockwood Musical Stage 3, March 23rd, 6 p.m. Yes. Ooh. I'm so excited. This is like a big deal. Remember, like, I think we just had like an Instagram message one time. And I was like, hey, I love your stuff. And you're like, hey, I love your stuff, too. And I was like, do I know you from a past life? And then you were like, <laughs> yes, you do. Let's have brunch in D.C. And I was like, I knew yeah. I already knew you from a past life. So I'm really excited about it. And I just am very appreciative that um, that you're having me up there and for me singing my songs. It's really great. I love a good Instagram connection with musicians. It's really fun. Yeah. I think with Instagram musicians, it's just we're like friends that haven't met yet. That's exactly you know? it. That's exactly um, to it. Be, to be clear, I wasn't DC doing a show. I didn't just, you know, drive five hours to have brunch with you. Oh, you didn't? Not that I, not that I oh. wouldn't have done. Oh, but... I never, never mind. <laughs> you were already there. I was there. No, I, thought it was I was delighted that I could multitask. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. That's awesome. <laughs> Okay, well, maybe we can have brunch when you're here. That would be great. That'd my be awesome. my turf. That would be awesome. Okay, Eli Love, it's been such a pleasure chatting to you. I'm I'm very much looking forward to to seeing you play live in person. Me too. And looking forward to yeah. hearing new music from you this year. Thanks so much. It's been great chatting as always. And um, yeah, looking forward to our next brunch in New York City. 
the very lovely Eli Lev. And you can find out more about Eli from his website, eli-lev.com. Eli will be playing a show with us on March 23rd at Rockwood Music Hall, 6pm, Stage 3, alongside Phil Pickens and Treya Lamb. You can get tickets from our website, newyorkartistcollective.com. And next week on the show, I will have Treya Lamb, and she'll be here to tell us about one of her songs before she comes to do a show with us on March 23rd. Thank you so much for listening to the New York Artist Collective podcast this next one's about. If you are enjoying this podcast, then why not give us a rate on the Apple Podcast app? I'm Stephanie Manns. Thank you so much for listening. New York Artist Collective. Collective.